and a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, this country's National Farm Group is seeking an emergency federal agriculture support plan during the COVID-19 outbreak. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, partly cloudy sky. 60% chance of light snow, wind northwest 30. The high today, plus 5, the low, minus 9. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, wind southwest 20, becoming northwest 30, gusting to 50. Very mild tomorrow, a high of 13. Wind chill minus 13, though, in the morning, periods of evening rain and a low plus 1. Saturday, cloudy and windy with a high plus 5, the low minus 6. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 12, the low minus 2. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 10, the low 0. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 12, the low 1. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high near 14. Normal high for this date, 13, the normal low, minus 2. The sun rose at 6.02 this morning. It sets at 7.54 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Jimmy Lake at plus 5, the cold spot Pilger north of Humboldt at minus 3. Estevan is plus 2, Saskatoon Swift Current 0, Weyburn plus 1, Yorkton also 0. In Regina with light snow, it's 0, that's 32 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 22, gusting to 32. Humidity 55%, the barometer dropping 102.8. Moose Jaw, light snow, it's 0, that's 32 Fahrenheit. Once again, Regina, light snow, 0 and 32. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable, SMHI isn't. Canada's National Farm Organization is asking Ottawa for an emergency support fund for farmers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson says domestic food production should be second only to health care as a priority in the fight against the coronavirus. She says farmers face labour shortages, volatile markets and increasing costs due to COVID-19. Right now, some farmers are so worried about the mounting challenges, they are strongly considering halting their farming operations altogether. This is a potential tragedy one Canada cannot afford. She says producers need government support to ensure a stable food supply in Canada. CFA and our members are asking government to create an emergency fund, a financial backstop so farmers in need can access funds to help them overcome mounting costs. Canadian farmers need to hear a clear commitment from government to instill in them the necessary confidence for the 2020 planting season. Clearly, government officials must focus on the recovery of people who are suffering from COVID, as well as preventing the spread of this pandemic. But government must also ensure they are being strategic with regard to domestic food security. Canadian farmers feel we have a responsibility to tell Canadians what is at stake. Canadian farmers are resilient, hardworking and industrious by nature. We are not ones to seek handouts. We look to government only as a last resort. 
Robinson is asking Canadians to contact their local MP to tell them to support farmers for stable food production during the COVID-19 outbreak. If we do not, as a nation, address the rising challenges immediately, Canadian consumers could see a decrease in the amount and variety of food at their local grocery stores, as well as higher prices in the months ahead. Robinson's comments were echoed by the organization representing food processors in Canada. The beef industry is continuing to lobby the federal government for a set-aside program to ration reduced meatpacking capacity during the COVID-19 pandemic. A set-aside was used to maneuver through the BSE crisis in 2004-2005 when Canadian cattle shipments were blocked or severely restricted. The federal support would enable producers to keep their animals longer by feeding a maintenance diet. Vaughn Jackson is the Director of Government and International Relations with the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. Because it does cost money, of course, to extend the feeding period of an animal. That's why we need some government assistance at this time. I would say that the reason that we are requesting urgent uh, action on this is because we know from experience that the quicker that we uh, react and the quicker that we can get stability within our market, the better off we're going to be in the long term. Cargill cut one work shift at its plant in High River, Alberta, at the beginning of the week in an effort to protect employee health. The plant represents about 36% of Canada's meatpacking capacity. The impact is already being felt at the feedlot level, according to Janice Tranberg, president and CEO of the National Cattle Feeders Association. They can probably manage for the next couple weeks, but much past that it's going to be uh, quite a bit of crisis so hopefully we can get the cargo plant up and running very quickly again but I think that this is going to be a little bit more longer term as we need to slow slow lines down um, just to mitigate risk. Dennis Laycraft is the executive director of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. There's not even an offer on cattle right now and once they get through the inventory that they have in the plant currently then they'll start to work into the market and when you do that you know there's some animals that are really market ready and need to be moved and how do we work you know through set-asides and other procedures so you get those animals that are at that stage at the front of the line. Brian Perea is the manager and senior analyst at Canfax. We are seeing more cows potentially going to be exported to the U.S. in the meantime which allows Cargill to focus on, on more fed slaughter here while they're on these reduced kills. A complicating factor is that some U.S. packing plants are also having their own COVID-19 problems. The JBS Suderton facility in Pennsylvania, the largest east of Chicago, temporarily closed after the death of a 70-year-old union steward. The Suderton plant accepted cattle from Ontario, which is struggling with its own processing capacity issues. Meantime, another JBS plant in Greeley, Colorado, will be closed until April 24th. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The COVID-19 outbreak has made Canadians more aware of the importance of their food supply. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois is a professor in food distribution and policy at Dalhousie University in Halifax. He says the COVID-19 pandemic has made even a country like Canada, with our vast agricultural wealth, food insecure. This is the first time in our nation's history that a lot of people felt food insecure for a while. That's why we saw a lot of panic buying and, and hoarding. 
and uh, and and frankly, if I if I go back to what happened in out west with the dirty thirties, I mean there was a lot of desperation there. Uh, for a while in Canada, a few weeks ago, a lot of people in urban centers felt the same. So, and that really it has an impact on how people see food. So it may not change our our will to travel to do different things, but as soon as we sit down to eat wherever we are, I actually do think that people will see that food very differently. Charlebois stresses the importance of maintaining strong trade relationships through the COVID-19 crisis. Especially when you think that fear may uh, overpower <laughs> uh, political, any rational political reasoning, it's important to remember that uh, trades actually does help, makes the world more, more, more food secure essentially but with fear often what we see is that uh, governments tend to uh, to hoard commodities uh, we saw that just uh, last week with uh, russia's decree on uh, on some commodities and uh, and so that was concerning that was actually more than 7 days ago we haven't seen a major move like that yet so that's reassuring uh, things have appears to have calmed down globally uh, and hopefully things will remain the same. Uh, I suspect, I would say that probably last week was the beginning of the critical uh, phase of the crisis. Uh, at the beginning, of course, we saw a lot of hoarding uh, with, with consumers. Uh, things have stabilized domestically. Uh, but now things have calmed down. The only variable, of course, is the United States. Uh, numbers are still moving up. A uh, number of cases, and uh, of course, some states, perhaps even Washington, could could make a decision that could compromise the, the the food security of the continent. But so far, so far, I haven't seen anything that could actually make uh, me nervous uh, at this point. Charlebois says the food service sector has been especially hard hit by the global pandemic, as demand has almost completely dried up. You don't realize how valuable food service is to the entire agri-food economy, but it is. I mean, you, most people who will uh, deal with a restaurant will pay a premium, and that's a very lucrative market. It's $90 billion in Canada, and uh, it's actually more than a trillion dollars in the U.S. That is a lot of money, and uh, you can move a lot of product, uh, agricultural products, uh, with, with that sector which is now non-existent, really. And so, of course, it affects the entire system. But farmers are quite resilient. They'll find a market. They'll find something. They'll find something to grow to make money. Commodity prices are moving sideways these days. They aren't necessarily interesting. Uh, but with a pandemic like this, I mean, the other side of the pandemic can, be, can, be, can happen quite soon. And by the time we get to harvest in the fall, I actually fully believe that the um, that the global economy will look very different. Right now, of course, it's not looking pretty, uh, but uh, in only a couple of months, uh, we could see a, a very different picture. There have been some positive developments from the pandemic. People are staying home and cooking and baking more. Charlebois feels people will look at food differently coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Sylvain Charlebois is a professor in food distribution and policy at Dalhousie University in Halifax. 
Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell $2.20 at 426.18. Oats dropped 52 cents at $205.58. Number one red spring wheat declined 16 cents at $220.51. The rest were unchanged. Durham $266.39. Feed barley 188.69. Flax, $578.79. Lentils, $637.50 per metric ton. Yellow peas, $269.89. Feed wheat, $182.70. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, May's spring wheat is down 3.5 cents a bushel at 5.10.5 cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia or Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April 14th. Weyburn didn't have a regular sale last week. The market has dropped slightly. Good butcher bulls have been selling from 70 cents to 80 cents. Good butcher bulls have been selling from a dollar to a dollar 15. Weyburn had a pre-sorted calf sale yesterday. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and seven cents and sold up to two dollars and twenty seven cents. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged a dollar ninety nine and sold up to two dollars and seventeen cents. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged a dollar eighty six and sold up to two dollars and six cents. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged a dollar sixty five and sold up to a dollar eighty nine. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged a dollar fifty three and sold up to a dollar sixty nine and steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.30 and sold it to $1.47. Depending on weight, heifers were 15 to 25 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 88 to 129 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,100 head, selling in a range of 87 to 126 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is down 93 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.4086. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 70.71 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continue to probe for a bottom, and all reporting regions are down relative to the previous day. There could be some optimism developing, however, as many of the primals that make up the pork cutout are starting to see some signs of backing off from the precipitous drop witnessed earlier in the month. Lean hog futures are two-sided and choppy, but still residing amid historical lows. The weekly export sales report released this morning revealed generally good numbers, but the news has not been good enough to spark a recovery amid the noise in the market. China took 18,400 metric tons, or 50.3% of the total, maintaining their recent trend and suggesting throughput into the region remains intact. Net sales were lower than last week, but still 61.6% higher than the average typically seen in this marketing week. Unfortunately, the export channel will likely not absorb the recent domestic demand collapse at present volumes. 
The outlook today, partly cloudy, 60% chance of light snow. Wind northwest, 30, the high plus 5, the low minus 9. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness. Wind southwest, 20, becoming northwest, 30, gusting to 50. The high Friday, 13. Periods of evening rain and the low 1. In Regina, light snow and 0, that's 32 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.